0: Listener Production. Kickpod acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land in which we're recording this podcast. The Ullukut Wollum clan of the Boon Wurrung who are part of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respect to their elders past, present and emerging, and extend our respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today.
1: Welcome to the Kickpod, your DM on the stuff that matters. One, two, three, four. Hello there. Hi there. I'm a bit nasally today. That's got the sexy nasal voice <laughs> on, <haven't> you? <laughs> Sorry.
0: Say say something like from like Richard Burse's like love. Is that, that's his name? Love right? song dedication. Yeah. Yeah. Say like a love song oh, intro um, us as if we're on love song say. dedications.
1: Welcome to love song.
0: Wait, dedication. why why did you do that? You've naturally got oh, the nasal. You don't, so don't just need say, to. Put to, it to on.
1: love song dedications today. <laughs> What's that? Is he a little bit bogan? Is he? Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, moving straight along. We have just both celebrated our wedding anniversaries. Isn't Same it week. really funny yeah. that ours are so close? Yeah. It was not planned. What date is yours? No, it wasn't. 23rd. 23rd. And ours is the 26th. So yeah. they're three days apart. Yeah. It was funny. Dalton and I were trying to work out. We couldn't remember the date. We mm. we obviously just went back in our phone and looked at yeah, the date of our wedding, yeah, yeah, which yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, we found quickly. Yeah. The other morning we were just staring at each other like, is it today or is it? Because you know how each year, because yeah. our wedding it was changes. on a Friday, so yeah. I was like, no, I think it's on Friday. He's like, no, Laura, obviously it changes. <laughs> and then he goes, well, it must be Thursday. So the date is actually when you were away because yes. you went away. We went away yeah. for our wedding anniversary. Yeah. So it makes sense That's that it was nice. on in the time I that think. we <laughs> 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 He, he fell. Yeah. yeah, so there you go. But we're very close with this, And so this year it was a Saturday for us. What is do you know I know
0: no one really does this anymore, but like traditionally, how there was like for every there was like a year it's like one year was like silver, another year was like paper or whatever for the anniversaries. I have never Okay, Amanda
2: Amanda. When you, have why I did ever you call you Amanda? Mandy. Amanda, when Amanda, Amanda. <laughs> that is my name. <laughs> Amanda,
0: Mandy. Yes, you're nodding along.
2: Yeah, one year is paper. I'm not paper. good with remembering yeah. what they are. I can Google them. I think first year is paper. Yep. So, like traditionally, the gift is like, like a card. Mm, oh, yeah, I've it? never, I've never followed it because I don't know what you yeah. can get with these kinds of. And then there's another year like, that's like silver. What is th- who, who made it's this? It's very
0: up? old school, very old school.
2: Alright, oh, one year paper, five years wood. Oh, okay, so ten three years, years is nothing. I get ten years yet. tin, tin yeah. like a shed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a new man cave maybe. <laughs> Wait, what's wow.
1: wood? What what? Like a, a table. Sculpture.
2: Oh, cute table. A
1: sculpture. Who would you really want Josh no, to give I just, a wooden No, I'm throwing sculpture. ideas
0: out there. Anyway, moving on. We didn't get those what presents, Wait, obviously. T- what's well, after Well,
2: actually, tin? you might still get a tin t- card. Uh, there is actually, sorry, Steph, there is something for third year. It's leather. Ooh. Ooh kinky. You know this, what? Um, oh, you Gwenez guys went Paltrow kinky? has
1: one of those I, on I her gift like, Her I like, the belt. <laughs> Not about – You No, sexual. That's not, no, leather. Mm. Gwyneth's gift guide mm. had – it was about – I remember it was about leather, $500. Like it was a leather whip with diamonds around the little that, top yes, bit. I remember you saying that. That yes. really hurt. So that, Josh, if you're listening, no, you can do an no, a, a backdated present. But anyway, no. I find wedding – obviously, it's lovely, but I feel like wedding anniversaries – we've had a few texts from people saying happy wedding anniversary. It's weird. It is It is weird. Like, I, I agree. I'm getting there. I obviously appreciate Woo. it, but I'm like, is this a big –
0: I mean maybe we have to be married for is. longer to realize maybe it is a big deal yeah I mean the rate of divorce is like relative only high. done oh you've done three years I've
1: only done one yeah
0: but I like to just be like no but it's actually our 10 years because oh, I should be dating for that ten long? years like yeah, I have want to get like married said seven years
1: yeah not nah, robbed. I'm robbed. Three. Oh. One for me. <laughs> anyway, anyway, moving right along. So considering we are very close to Christmas, yes. we had to celebrate it, Kick, because we love Christmas. We love cooking. We love recipes. We love food. Therefore, we had to do Friendsmas recipes. Yeah. Some
0: festive recipes for you guys because I don't know about you, Lorsie, the way that I like to do Christmas, particularly when I'm hosting, is everyone bring a plate because hosting's a lot. And if you're cooking for yeah. everyone, if you've got a lot of people coming, that See, is also Dalton and I like to yeah, overcommit. I know, but, like, also, Dalton's a bit of a chef. Yes. I'm not necessarily – I love to eat the food. I love creating it, but I'm not about, like, perfecting mass it. cooking you know, and people mass or cooking. 20 people. No, know? I would love to make, like, three dishes max. Okay. You know? And even <laughs> when you're catching up with your friends, it's like you like to, like, bring a dish, yes. you know, to share. And that is what our festive recipes, our Friendsmas recipes in the app is all about. So – One of my personal favourites is the herb smashed potatoes. Mm, They're so good. Such an incredible side. And honestly, it may be in our festive realm of recipes, but I'll be making that all year round. Definitely fine for Easter, for any (laughs) time. August, (laughs) February. (laughs) (laughs) I also love the new take on the Rocky Roads. We've got a Christmas Rocky Road, Mm. which is delicious. You are the OG Rocky Road gal. I used to make it weekly. You did. You've really dropped off Well, I can jump back on that. I'm happy to jump back on that train. <laughs> um, we've also got Christmas tree shortbread, stuffed eggplant, and so much more. So the idea of it is to create some inspiration for your Christmas or holiday baking or making recipes. Love.
1: <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Thank you so much. Enjoy. <laughs> Enjoy. So now, for today's episode, firstly, we're going to talk about when wedding speeches go wrong. I am so excited for that segment. Also, Steffi, you found your teenage diary. Yes. And we are going to read out some of the excerpts. And there is one more thing we apparently now need to worry about. Yeah, so we're going to talk about that too. <laughs> So I went to my friend Michelle's wedding mm. the other week. And Please tell
0: me that's not where this segment is. It? No.
1: Oh, my goodness. Can you no. imagine? So this segment came Michelle, out of the fact weddings. Michelle, your wedding was one. Oh, Michelle and Mitch. they There yeah, was two yeah. people about this wedding. <laughs> Wonderful. We love Mitch. Anyway. The reason I thought of this is because the speeches were so you good. Tell me like, every single speech, I was like, oh. Yeah. And I remember after every speech, I'm like, oh, my goodness, you wouldn't want to go after that speech. Like, yeah. that was great. And then the next person would just do – it was just so wonderful. Yeah.
0: And I think when you know it's – that they're really genuinely good as well. It's like – I know you're obviously super close with Michelle and, and Mitch. But, like, I would say that you're not super close with, like, their – Family and like distant friends. No, yes, I don't usually when you go to a wedding. Family, you know, you you might not necessarily know many people, and maybe not even know the people that are actually doing the speeches. And so sometimes they like might say some like inside jokes and stuff like that that you don't really get. But when someone can stand up there that you've never met before. And you think it's hilarious or like really moving or touching? That's when
1: they've nailed it. Exactly. Yeah. So that got me thinking. So I thought after let me just put on the record: Michelle's speeches were so (laughs) great, and Mitch's they were so great. And then it just made me think like, well, that's not always that's that is not always the case. And I have been to some weddings with just not as wonderful (laughs) speeches, and I have to say. Most of my memories of speeches that have been—I've got two that come to mind that haven't been wonderful—have mm. been either the best man or the dad. I would agree,
0: and I think it's because for the best man, I think sometimes they go over the line and they need to be reminded it's not a twenty-first, it's not a roast. Yes,
1: it's so a I have been to a wedding yeah. where the twenty, the twenty, it might as well have been a twenty-first yeah. speech that, that came. This is the first thing that them. came to mind. It just—it's like it's, it's not. The the right thing to do in that room with family where it's like celebrating love and grandparents. And so I've been to one where it was like, everyone was like, oh, my God, I feel so uncomfortable. And he was so drunk. I think also if you're going to do a speech, you don't have excessive alcohol beforehand. Wait till after if you need to drink responsibly. That's what's important. But anyway, drunk as couldn't read the room because they were so drunk, zero self-awareness and just spoke about random jokes that no one got and they were rude and they were just, it was all wrong. Mm.
0: And you're right because I think even with, you know, whether it's the mother of the bride or groom or whoever it is, I feel like when it's the mum, they don't necessarily need to pull the funny strings or anything like that because it's almost always emotional and like that's always so touching. Do you know what I mean? So I do. I do agree with you. It might be a generalisation, but commonly, well, I would agree. Well, that's just my experience so far. In My experience. I haven't had. I am the same. Uh, yes. Yes. In my <laughs> experience. I am the same. <laughs> just,
1: now, just to keep going with this. Theme mm. Manti, you have got a story for us about your dad at your wedding.
2: Yeah, I've been to. A- I love that you're throwing your own <laughs> dad under the bus. Oh, sorry, Frank. It's just got to happen. Um, I've been to a thousand weddings, so that I've seen some absolute stinkers. But my dad, more often than not, it's a dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and just long. Yeah, like I mean, yeah. bless my father-in-law. I'm going to throw him under the bus too. <laughs> love him, but there were so many points in his speech where we thought, okay, now it's wrapping up. Oh no, he's still going. <laughs> okay, now it's wrapping up. <laughs> oh no, not yet, not yet. <laughs> Um, but my dad did not plan any kind of, like, didn't have anything written. Which oh, we just, just went off. It's went not rogue. a good
1: idea. When you don't have anything written, you have to have written it before and memorized it. Mm. and that Or, like, know what you're going to say and that's why you don't bring it up. Not and, just not
2: planned. And he's not, like, a very <laughs> articulate man. Yeah. So I don't know what he was thinking or where he got this confidence from. So this was at my brother's wedding. Mm. But he ended up speaking for about, mm, I'm going to say, 10 minutes about my brother's shitty nappy when he was two. Oh, fabulous. For ten minutes. <laughs> like How much is it, went on, say? it went on and on, and my yeah. the bride, my sister-in-law, was just like face palming <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. And yeah, so I don't think he's ever allowed a microphone after that.
1: I'm dead. Oh my god. Also? Have you seen the TikTok video that went viral recently of a girl? Actually, like, this one, this one breaks the the rule that we Does just it? put in that this because oh, it's, it's a girl. A girl. <laughs> Sorry, we really it could be anyone. You know, it can happen to anyone. So, giving the most cringe wedding speech ever. Hi,
0: I'm Shannon. So I don't quite know anything that well. But Tracy talked about you, like, nonsense. <laughs> seriously. And she'd be like, I mean, nah. I'm like, I don't care. No, just kidding. Just kidding. Tell death to his party, I mean,
2: seriously, you better take care of my girl. Because
0: if you don't, I know where you live. I'm not
1: going to be racist, you guys. I'm just saying, okay? I'm
0: going to be racist, okay? <laughs> oh, my God. That uh, is she, drank.
1: she had a drink. My, um, I don't want to assume. But... I don't want to assume, but... That's, that is literally like he's just think, Yeah. Which, oh,
0: like, stop talking, stop
2: talking.
1: To yeah. Only well. in America. <laughs> I'm assuming it was in America. <laughs> now, we also, of course, we had to ask you guys what the worst wedding speeches you have ever heard are because you have the best stories. Yeah. So we have one from Dana and Dana said... The groom's ex made a speech and kept referencing when they dated. That is random. Why would the ex make a speech? That's really weird. They, sorry, Dana, I have to, well, actually, I mean, Dana, you were just at the wedding. I don't know whose wedding this was, but you did that to yourself by asking the ex to speak. (laughs) Like, what did you expect they were going to talk about? Yeah, that is, yeah. Okay, Chris said the groom's twin brother was the best man and started by saying, for those who know me, you know I don't approve of this. <gasps> Some family dr- – weddings bring drama. Except in the speeches, it's the one place, do ah, not bring it. No, that's horrible. Imagine being the bride and the family. <laughs> I feel like it's it's interesting he was allowed to speak, I mm-hmm. would say. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then we have one from Ash. And Ash said, the father of the bride spoke, oh, for 45 minutes. No. Yeah, but I like this part.
0: Didn't mention the bride once. <laughs> oh, oh, what's worse, 45 minutes or not mentioning no, the bride? That's that classic dad who just wants to speak about <laughs> their bloody it's, life or their own. Um, okay, a offspring. wedding
1: usually only goes between six and 11, five hours. So that's like <laughs> almost a quarter of the wedding. He thought it was okay to speak. Oh. And it went for so long that people were walking up for cigarette breaks. E- no. No when to speak. That stop. is. You got to know. You know what, Mandy, I reckon, and Steph, I reckon no he didn't write that out. <laughs> he went ad lib. <laughs> he was oh a disaster. Gosh. Okay, we also have something from Leah.
2: So we went to a wedding about six months ago
0: and we were friends with the groom. The best man got up to do his speech and he said, Welcome back to some of you that were at such and as first wedding oh. and the crowd was kind of like oh okay so we all just sort of laughed thought it was a joke and then it turns out that the groom had in fact
2: been married before but the bride wasn't aware of that so it was drama station
1: what first of all Leah was obviously in the car <laughs> yeah <laughs> love the love the audio recording um, um that's How I you not know if you're has yeah. been married. Who's that on? Because the groom should have told his bride. So is it there? Yeah. Yeah. I suppose. It shouldn't have been brought up on the wedding day, but also I feel like uh, you need to start your wedding with honesty. I would have so much anxiety that it would come out on the day because like a wedding brings up memories Like, you know what, you you should have told her. You should
0: have told her and so I'm going to do it now.
1: (laughs) I wonder. Okay. This next
0: one is from Olivia.
2: I witnessed a hideous wedding speech. It was from the father of the groom and he was really dirty but not funny dirty. He referenced his wife and their lovemaking, including conceiving said child, um, then wiped his brow and blew his nose on a pair of (laughs) leopard print underwear that were hidden as a pocket square of his jacket. It was revolting.
1: (laughs) You just, those speeches belong nowhere. (laughs) Like, revolting... Sick. There's nothing worse mm. than, and I'm sorry, I'm going to stereotype. Like usually, it's a sixty-year-old white man. <laughs> there is nothing worse than him <laughs> thinking that he's funny and being disgusting and sexist. Is, is there? No. I, I, like I've got no time for it. I just blank, like I don't. No. Yuck. Yuck. Okay. Okay. So if you thought the last one was gross, Kim has something else for us. I went to a wedding and for some reason the
0: groom thought it was a good idea to tell the celebrant that his future wife, her farts stink. So the celebrant brought that up during the her spiel and then it was like kind of just before the vows and then the groom's dad who was standing in front of me pushed out a fart, like literally pushed out a fart. You could tell it was like a really forced one because he thought it was like the right timing. It was like really loud and then laughed. A couple of people laughed, maybe one or two. Everyone else was like freaking mortified. Like, oh, my God, I was like dead.
1: Can I I say something? And everyone has their own decisions when it comes to like what the celebrant talks about, but I feel like a ceremony is serious. And it's not a time to bring up farting. Like, it's just oh, not no one funny. before the vows. Yeah. And just, <laughs> I wonder if it smells. Like, was it? Because you know how sometimes if it's really loud, it doesn't smell? But like, yeah. oh, like, yeah. oh, did anything else come out? Oh, like, that's
0: funny. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, I, I, I agree. But also our MC kind of acted as our celebrant in a way. Yes. So, he and he's funny. He's traditionally very funny. No, he didn't talk about No, but you farting. there's
1: funny and there's, yeah. Gross. I agree. Okay. Farts are not for the ceremony. But I find, I find what the dad did actually quite funny. Do, I find that funny. No, I'm with Kim. Revolting. I would have that. Revolting. Would have <laughs> <laughs> okay, Laws.
0: as you know, I've been moving. Yes. And wow. Can I just say. You must have a lot of shit. Well, when you move. Oh, and nice things. Yeah. <laughs> There's nice things in there. <laughs> but when you move, I think it's that period where you find out how much you actually hold on to.
1: So you really discover that you are a hoarder. Yeah. I are mean, you- like,
0: let's not throw that word around. Like, it's some people have a serious issue <laughs> okay. with hoarding. Sorry. But, like, I wouldn't say I'm that, but I definitely do hold on to things. More so than Josh. Josh likes a clean, you know, nothing on the bench kind of guy. So yes. anything he can get rid of, he's very excited to. Through this process, we have we've donated quite a lot of stuff because we have just figured if we're going to be moving it across, let's make sure it's stuff that we value and use a lot right
1: -hmm. but then there's those things that you're like "Mm, but this might come in handy one day and you don't want to rebuy it yeah because it's waste exactly like wasting yeah exactly
0: so anyway i would just like to talk about the multiple kind of baskets (laughs) or boxes i've found (laughs) with just random stuff it's like everyone's third drawer in their kitchen you know (laughs) it's got like random paperwork which you're like Why isn't this filed somewhere? If this is important and you're holding on to it and not throwing it out, why isn't it filed somewhere? Mm -hmm. But now it's four years old, so I doubt I need it, right? (laughs) Or cords.
1: Like electronic cords. Oh, my God, how? Who knows what that's for. We've got two drawers of (laughs) cords. And when we moved, we kept, it's so funny because we kept them all. And then when you were telling me about your cords, I was like, get rid of them. Honestly, most things have universal charging points. Mm -hmm. And if they don't, you probably don't use them. Yeah, I know. But anyway, for some reason. (laughs) Have you kept them all? Most of them, yeah. (laughs) Most of them, not all. Also, when did you last go through your cord drawer?
0: long time but exactly. also it's not necessarily cordial we're not as organized as you they're in like random spots of okay. the house <laughs> and um also like i i hold on to a lot of things and i think this is like something to say because you we were talking about like my josh box that i found which is like a shoe box full of lots of memories
1: for people listening so josh is your husband josh is my husband yes. and yes. been dating for your- 10 years box a Josh box means a box of it's a
0: shoebox full of memories like cards uh receipts to like shows we went to together oh. a rose that he gave me in our first year so it's a box of things you and Josh were very sentimental lives. yes gorgeous yes and i don't have one it's of those. got it's like fully like crafted on the outside like honestly well, i was 18 when we started dating and you're crafty very girl. i am a crafty yes girl. anyway so i pop like cards and everything in there and i came across that and i found an old journal which I thought was so funny. I actually, I've remembered, I've found this a few times over the years. This journal was from 2011, the end I of 2011. I feel
1: like you find it every
0: three years and then you
1: share it on I, Instagram. I do, do yeah. It's a cycle. I'm it like, is. okay, we're back. It's been, it's been three years. It is, but I just, I just
0: find it so funny looking back at the way that I journaled, right? And it reminds me that I've always kind of done it in different ways but this one particularly had some very very lovely goals on there that i feel very very proud to say they've all been ticked off which is pretty cool so
1: this was 10 years ago and also can you set the scene so these little journals is a little, little typo, typo book like warm, metallic quite small yeah, the size of yeah, the hand yeah so these were my goals for 2012
0: get my driver's license how old were you i was turning 18 oh okay yeah. that's realistic yeah. This is, 2011 was the year I graduated okay. and I was 17. Okay. So I was 18 in the January.
1: Okay. Because if you put that goal down when you were 12, it would be hard to that achieve would hard until hard. Yep. you turned 18. But that's good.
0: Go overseas for modelling. Did that? Yes. Go on a holiday with girls. <laughs> oh <my laughs> fuck. I think I meant and Alana <laughs> at that point, which oh, I, I, I did. Go on a holiday with girls. Yep. Tink. Have no <laughs> car accidents. <laughs> You know what's funny about this? Is I actually crossed it off because in my first month (laughs) of having my license, I had a modeling job where I was distracted in traffic and I was rolling. Like, you know, when you don't even have your foot on the accelerator, you're just rolling in traffic. That was happening. And I looked down and then I didn't realize the person in front had stopped and I rolled into them. In your Suzuki Swift? In my first week on my way to one of my
1: first modeling jobs. You can imagine how frazzled well, I would he Didn't take that. Also, well, isn't it funny? It must be our parents because obviously car accidents are very dangerous. They're very yeah. important to focus. But I now wouldn't think of a goal of mine to not have a car accident because <laughs> it's, <not in> it. <laughs> it's just like I yeah, don't but I think have it's
0: them. Just it, I just got my license.
1: Oh, because also you're this probably is, worried about your insurance going up too. Probably,
0: absolutely. Probably did
1: after you rolled into that car. <laughs> um, this
0: next one is quite funny. Okay, make Josh mine. Oh, I'm sorry. We don't own a little, people's A little smiley face. <laughs> we don't We're the smi- This reminds me of the Taylor Swift. I actually played this song for Josh the other day because I was like, I feel like this was me. It's mm-hmm. Masterminds okay. from her Midnight album where she says like she was a mastermind. She made it all like happen. It was meant to happen, basically.
1: And doesn't it also say nothing was accidental? Yes. Exactly. You sound like a creep. I planned it. <laughs> it worked out for me, didn't it? So you. There you go. Well done. Yeah. And okay. join a gym. Well, now you don't need it because yep. you have kick. <laughs> yep.
0: But I had other things in here which I thought were really special. Um, like I wished myself good luck on my driving test.
2: Um well, before? I said,
0: Yep, yeah, what did you I write went to it? I said, good luck on your driving test. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Then I've got um Maya's job. Woo! And then I've got like Harold's son Maya Miss Shop makeup. First job. <laughs> was paid for a talky bridal shoot. And then I've got random quotes like, one door closes, another opens. Think happy, be happy. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: then I've got, look at this illustration. Oh, my God. Is that, look, oh, my God, first, first bath, bath with, with Josh. Josh. What date was that?
0: Um, the 9th of the 7th, 2012. And then I've got missing my little hard worker because he travelled a lot when we first started ah, dating. Yes. And I said, happy that I get to go up and visit him. Woohoo, Gold Coast. Anyway, just
1: you would have loved that. I, that going through this have loved is so the fun. Gold Coast.
0: I, I, and I know <laughs> I some people hold on to that sort of stuff, and some people don't. But I love revisiting this kind of thing.
1: So thank I you know. for coming on that journey with me. <laughs> in three years, we'll be back, and I no, am no, taking no. them to the new house. I <laughs> am going. You know what? I have a box of stuff because mm. we were talking about this before, and you mm. said, "Do you have anything?" I said, "I really, I'm not the same type of collector mm. or writer in the journal," but I think <laughs> I, I reckon I could find. Don't bring an assignment you did in Year Twelve. Why would I do that? Why would I do like that? I feel like that is the
0: kind of no, thing that you've kept that you no. an A
1: plus on that you're really proud no, of. No, that is. No. <laughs> <laughs> I throw it, threw them all out. My favorite thing after finishing the uni semester is shredding. <laughs> it's like I'm done with you. <laughs> So there's a lot we need to apparently worry about in life. In life. Yeah. With our skin, with things. There's a new thing that I saw as I was scrolling through the news. Lovely. Inflammaging. Have you heard of that? No, I haven't. So, inflammaging. Yes. I had not heard of it either. And it is a beauty buzzword that refers to how excess inflammation accelerates the skin's natural aging process. Mm. And the first question is, are you living a high-stress life? (laughs) Who isn't? (laughs) (laughs) Who isn't? Honestly. And I just I just can't. With the pressure. You know what it reminded me of when I was reading it? What? You know when in The Intern, which is one of my favorite movies of all time with Anne Hathaway. Mm -hmm. Love, anyway, love every scene. I think I know yeah. it almost off by heart. She's in the car. She's in the back of the car. Her mum's calling her. Her mum put puts a lot of pressure yeah. on her. Yeah, She's calling her and Anne Hathaway's running her company, The Fit. Is, mm-hmm. that, or is it called The Fit? I think it is. If it's not, I've you just said I know the movie. I think it's called The Fit. She's running the company and she's stressed. Like As we know, running a company is very hard. Mm-hmm. Things pop out of nowhere. She doesn't sleep a lot. It is what it is. Yeah. There's not a lot in her control in that moment. And her mum says some comment like, did you know if you don't sleep like blah hours per night, then you're going to die earlier? And she was like, well, mum, I don't have a choice. Yeah. Thank you for and telling me that. So this one I was reading this thing about like things you can do, like but obviously it's important to try and release stress in your life, but sometimes stress in it is inevitable. Yeah, and, I and, just- to
0: t- and to pin it on ageing as well, which is something that like I think we all are aware of. <laughs> you know we're aging we're all aging we're it's aging. a part of life but to also pin stress onto it and which i think anyone knew that there was surely that but to have like a name for it is just ridiculous because now we're just going to stress over being stressed.
1: Over being, oh, stressed over being stressed but i'm not it's, i just wanted to say i'm not i'm going to say well, on you. sometimes aging is a part of life and not care. It truly <laughs> yeah. is. I couldn't care. You know, we can use the good skincare, all those things. Like I use retinol every night, which actually has made a difference, I think. But anyway, there's the controllables. Yeah. And there's the non-controllables. Yes. And sometimes stress is non-controllable. Absolutely. So inflammation can stick up someone's butt because I <laughs> I felt, I was like, no, just stop. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Stop yeah. telling us that we're stressed because we know. However. <laughs> however. There are things you can do to make yeah. stress. So we can. There's some, I think it's good to be realistic. Like there's sometimes that like, especially with running a business or in everyone's lives, right? There's stress that is unavoidable. Yes. And no meditation is going to get you out of that. Space. No, it's true. So there's days like that. But yeah. There are some times when we can manage our stress. And it's important a little too. Like we're, we're
0: not. Trying to glorify being stressed and busy. No, I'm just saying not sometimes confusing. it's
1: unavoidable. 100%. But we don't want to have a heart attack when we're 50, no. so we do need to avoid. I don't care about inflammation, but yes. I care about my heart.
0: Yes. So- <laughs> and constantly living in fight or flight. It's <laughs> not good it's for not anyone. Good. Exactly. You know, it's so funny, actually. Because we're moving, I think anyone who's moved would understand how much goes into the that. lot. And moving with a toddler as well—it's just a lot. Mm. There's also a lot of things going on up the farm for Josh, which is our holiday house. Josh is doing some work on it, finishing the renovations that he's managing. And what did he want to do to release stress? Have sex? Yes. No. I was looking at him (laughs) like, number one, it's ten thirty, and I've got a huge day tomorrow, and he's like, it's gonna help. Like, you just you'll you'll feel better. Like, you'll just you'll forget about everything. And I was like, I don't. Know how many times I have to tell you this, but emotional, like mental foreplay, is the most important thing. And being in a stressed moment, sitting in bed, the last thing I want to do is start to make out with you. I'm sorry. Yeah, me too. And I just, (laughs) I understand that might be for some people for stress release, but it is not. It's not
1: scientifically. Women, no, no. So what did you do?
0: Maybe I started. I read a chapter of the book. (laughs) And he was looking at me like, are you serious? You're <laughs> just talking about how late it is. And I was like, yeah, but now I'm winding down. You're winding wound up down. You have and to I need wind down. to wind down, yes. get my mind off things, read about Atlas and um, Lily from, <laughs> from, from It Starts With Us. <laughs> from It Starts Holly With Nuba. Us. And, you know, be, be taken elsewhere. And then he looked at me and he's like, is it an erotic novel? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what? Doesn't, if it is, no, it's fine. And it, it is. It depends what chapter you're up depends to, but there is some right. in there. Anyway, I just thought uh, it was funny. You know what he needs? And I was about to say he needs one of those Gwyneth Paltrow things, but that's the other way around. But Loggie, in all
0: seriousness, what do you do to release stress when it can be managed?
1: Oh, well, now I just can, all I can think about is not sex. <laughs> anything but. <laughs> reading, you're right, listening to a podcast, going for a walk, getting outside, running, yeah. running anything like that. Or just taking five minutes to breathe. Breathing, it's breathing. True. Remove yourself from a situation. Yeah, Or just the day. Like in the day, if you're like back to back, what I try and do sometimes, if I disappear in the toilet for five minutes, it's because I'm doing this meditation. No, you're not doing a poop? No, it's not. Bullshit. (laughs) It's not it's actually not okay no no yep. no nice. I wouldn't that, you don't meditate and do that that's like yeah weird. that is is <laughs> <laughs> not that uh, and there's a five minute guided meditation on, on kick with Jamie the breathing oh, so one I that's love re- that it's one. just it it just reminds you to breathe
0: it's good and that I'm the, I'm the same my meditation practice is is not a regular one but it, it does come up more now when I'm, I'm just thinking stressed. do
1: you like do that while you're meditating what do a poo. Yeah. No, I was just saying you're just trying to come
0: up with an excuse if you're over on I'm the telephone talking for more than about five minutes.
1: stress.
0: Okay. <laughs> no, but no. I'm the, I'm the same. I like to either like read a book or watch a movie that I know I can get like lost in. My big one is if I'm if I'm really stressed and I'm am like bottling up, particularly if it's like within an argument or something. I I genuinely have to remove myself from the situation because I I do have no. I don't want to say problems. It's something I'm like continuously working through, but like. Sometimes I can't remove myself from a certain emotion and sometimes the back of my mind is telling me that I'm definitely overreacting and I might be overreacting due to other things going on, external things that have got nothing to do with this person. So just walk away, take a breath, reset the conversation is often what I do. But I don't know if that's helping with my aging. And I will say, stress <laughs> on aging, I 100% have
1: <laughs> inflammaged
0: since having Harvey.
1: Yeah, that's okay, and that's okay. Also, since running a business. Yep.
0: Also, well, we're, we're we're. I nearly mean, we've been 30. doing it for a while, so I would say that we should have aged <laughs> over that time. We started when we like, were twenty-one.
1: What is it time for? What is it time for? Special share. I just. It's not going to get old. Get old. <laughs> so what have you got to share with us this week? So I
0: have got, and I know you're a fan of this podcast, so you might have listened to this episode, but it's We Can Do Hard Things with Glennon Doyle. Oh,
1: and what? I, have, I haven't listened for a while, okay. so it's unlikely I've heard it.
0: Well, this one I was interested in because the episode is called WTF with the five love languages. So if you haven't heard of the five love languages before, we've actually gone into it in another podcast where we shared yes. our own love languages so the five love languages is something that a guy called Gary Chapman made up, and it actually the book was produced in like I didn't 1992. Know someone made it, or it does make sense where else yeah. would have come from? But get this, he's not even like a psychologist or anything. He was a pastor. Like so, it's like from like religious background of like that's where they anyway. Do you mean a pastor? Isn't that what they call it? <laughs> not a
1: pasture? Like a pasture, like a pasture of grass, like in the farm. I thought it was said the same.
0: Okay, well, obviously, I'm not religious, so I'm so sorry if that offended anyone. I did not mean that I in an offensive a offensive way. I think I just suck at speaking sometimes. Anyway, what I was really interested in was when I read that title, I was like, what? I, I really liked you are the a five fan of Gary's words. Yes, well, you know, I thought that. And then I listened into what Glenn and Abby and Amanda spoke to in this podcast, and I really loved the way that they broke it down. So they didn't necessarily tear it apart there are parts of it that they kind of agree with and think that are very helpful. And even some of them, I think Abby spoke to, you know, it's very much helped her in the past. But what they brought up was where these kind of ideas originally came from. And the fact that it was from that like kind of religious, you know, stay in this kind of stereotype of being a woman and serving and all that sort of stuff. It was really interesting the way they broke it down. Anyway, I loved it because I think it just made me think a little bit deeper about the whole love languages thing. And it's not that I'm putting that in the bin because there's a lot that you can still pull from it. It's just that the way that these ladies explained it was like, if your love language is physical touch, like you should have that, or your your partner's is, you should have the conversation as to why. Is that because that's the way that they, I don't know, feel wanted and seen and all the different stuff and to find the actual emotion rather than just the action. Mm. And then when you find the emotion and you kind of serve that as opposed to just doing the action, you will actually get a deeper understanding and you won't like have this resentment for just doing a task because they've asked for it kind of thing. And it was just really interesting. I I think you'll love it. I think I'm going to definitely listen. And I have a question you might not know off the cuff. Okay. But if you were specific, I'll give you my example. Okay. Because what they did was then they asked their listeners to kind of give examples of what their specific love language is. And it was really interesting because it was like these random little things. And for me, I think my one little act of, you know, something, not an act of service, not a moment of quality time or anything, it definitely comes under both of those things. But something that makes me feel really loved and that I enjoy is when Josh decides to let me pick a movie Mm -hmm. and we make popcorn. He lets me put the chocolate through the popcorn and because he hates that. And we sit on the couch and we just cuddle and we watch a movie and he doesn't touch his phone that in all like capsulated that means he knows me right if he does that he knows me and he like that's for me oh I feel mm-hmm. so loved in that moment well, do you have really like nice. a specific thing so one of theirs was like when someone lets me put my cold feet under their legs
1: to warm oh, up. That's nice. you know like it was so cute to actually think of the specific things that actually make you feel like <laughs> safe or seen or <laughs> the one that comes to my mind and like this is really bad why like, this is not I'm being. I'm not being silly because it is what came to my mind. But at the same time, I'm like, it's a bit of a joke. What but if Dalton gets something from my car that's, when I no, ask, but that's That's him, is that fine? fine. That's fine. I think Abby's was like when someone morning, makes me a coffee. I had, yeah, uh, yes. Okay, I've got two then. When Dalton <laughs> brings me a coffee in bed, which he does yeah, every that's morning, nice. that's very nice. Yeah, he sends, when he doesn't, I'm like. Oh. I've got to do it. No, No, it's my special moment. Or, like this morning, my tights that I'm wearing were in my car, and I was like, I don't want to go out and get them. It's cold. And he was like, I'll get them. And I was like, oh, that
0: is that I completely agree. I think that is an incredible,
1: yeah, incredible level. He had to be cold and like put his. Cause I, you know, when you like not properly yeah. dressed, I was like, I don't want to put more clothes on to then get changed. But yeah. he
0: did. Yeah. I was like, thank you. Anyway, so if you're interested, definitely
1: listen to thank that podcast. Thank you for sharing that. WTF with the five love languages. I'll report with Doyle. Mm. Okay, do, would you like my special yes. share? Yes. <laughs> okay, so my special share is to do with the guests that we have got on on Wednesday. So we have got the wonderful Tarang Chola coming up on the podcast mm. on Wednesday. He is fantastic. He's been on the kick pod before. Recommend listening to that episode because what we're speaking about on Wednesday is different to what we spoke about last time. And I wanted to recommend his podcast that he did with future women, which is called There's No Place Like Home. And in this podcast, there's 10 episodes. They pull back the curtain to reveal the nature and impact of domestic and family violence in Australia. And it is told in the survivor's own words and each episode tells a story of 10 extraordinary people who have generously shared their most intimate thoughts, feelings, and experiences. Mm. And we have spoken about the podcast before, but it is such an important podcast series. So especially as we're going into the break, mm. and if you're looking for something to – there's 10 available, you can listen to all of them at once. Well, no, sorry. You can't listen to a podcast at once. 10 in a row. You can – 10 in a row. Yes. And I just um, – trigger warning it is about – Domestic violence. Mm -hmm. So, if that is triggering for you, um, I wouldn't recommend listening to it, but it is such an important podcast series. So, highly recommend that one and highly recommend the episode that we have coming out on, if I can do that on Wednesday. I think you can do that. I think you can do that. He's just so great. And we are speaking all about racism within Australia, which is a very, very important topic. And we recommend that you listen
0: to it. You know what? If Laura even saying that made you feel uncomfortable, Listen to yeah, it. it's
1: true. Mm. It's very true, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So thank you for listening. And we will leave you with a song. As <laughs> we do. To start your Monday in a happy way. Or if you happen to be listening to this on Tuesday night, have a nice Tuesday night. Before we go, though, you yeah, can be- find us. Yeah. On- yes. <laughs> yes, I just wanted to bring this song. You get so it. excited <laughs> about this, this song. <laughs> song and I'm like, what, what? Where can you find us? Tell us, tell We're us. on
0: Instagram at KeeperCleaner, at Laura.Hinshaw, at Steph Close-Smith. You can also find us on TikTok at Kick K-I-C. And if you would like to learn more about Keep a Cleaner, you can head to our website, KeeperCleaner.com, or you can download the app from the Apple Store or Google Play Store and we have a seven-day free trial.
1: And here is? The song. <laughs> the song we have got today, I love, this is my recommendation. Um, it's Love Lost by Mac Miller and Temper Trap, and it is a bit of a TikTok one, if you've heard. But good, like not taking away from the song because it's a great one, but it is trending. <laughs> we'll catch you on Wednesday. Bye. Love